this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome into another edition of Payoff Pitch, May 24th, 2022, full 15 gamer on this Tuesday. Brendan Glasheen, your host with the usual suspects on the show, Sean Zarello, Action Network Senior Editor Colin Whitchurch. Great to have you with us. Breaking down the slate, we're with you every Tuesday and Friday on Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. We have analysis and breakdown of the day's slate. Please rate review, subscribe. We really appreciate it. The theme of the day on this Tuesday, Sean Zarillo, a lot of aces on the mound and the totals reflect that. But I mean, you go up and down the list here and you just look at the odds wherever you uh, do your line shopping, folks. I mean, you got to be really careful today. A lot of good starting pitchers on the hill. Someone's bound to not pitch well because that's just how it goes in the uh, the beauty of betting baseball. But uh, what do you make of the slate with all these aces on the mound? Yeah, you probably have to lean to the overs because you've seen these totals come down dramatically. Now, there's only a few totals that I found on the board today that I was interested in betting. I think only two. Usually I have closer to five or six, and it's a mix between overs and unders. Today, it's only two overs and a first five over as well. But I definitely have some very, very low projections on some first five totals, including one as low as 2.9. So we definitely see the board reflecting, like you said, all these eight starting pitching matchups. But I think you can poke a hole in a few of these names as well. Guys like Noah Syndergaard we'll get to in a bit. I don't think are pitching up quite to their name value anymore. Colin Whitchurch, when you looked at the board yesterday, early this morning, getting ready for the show, what jumps, you know, what comes to mind when you see all these aces on the mound? Yeah, I was initially very excited because we've had a couple of Tuesdays and Fridays with some less than stellar pitching matchups to choose from. I go through the night before the pod and look for our matchups of the day. And sometimes I struggle. And today I struggled to eliminate some, but like Zarillo said, uh, just definitely looking at the totals. We've got a couple of six and a halfs out there. You know, I love targeting the overs on the six and a halfs um, and just try to find value. Generally you're looking for opportunities to fade these pitchers who are generally stronger uh, favorites but it's tough today, especially in matchups where there are two aces going against each other, such as I think the first game we're going to talk about today. Yeah, first game on the board we have in leading off our matchups of the day. We go through as many games as possible, everybody. If you're new to the show, we don't touch on every game. There are circumstances where we do, but when you have a full 15 gamer, we want to get to games in which there is action being placed. Marlins Rays, the Battle of Florida. 640 start. Marlins are the dog at plus 125. Rays the favorite at home, minus 155 at the trop. There's the total at six and a half. Zerillo, any lean here with Lopez v. McClanahan? Probably the best of the best pitching matchups on the board today. This is where I teased having my first five total at 2.9 runs. It is sitting either around three and a half, way juice to the under or at a flat three. I bet the Marlins here. Maybe I'll look dumb betting against Shane McClanahan because he does lead the league and leads all pitchers in strikeout minus walk rate and called strike plus whiff rate. But Pablo Lopez has been phenomenal. 17th in strikeout minus walk rate and eighth in called strike plus whiff rate. Been one of the best pitchers in the National League. 
using his changeup more than ever before. It is his best pitch. He throws it to lefties. He throws it to righties. He doesn't care about your handedness. Typically, you reserve your changeup for opposite-handed hitters. But Pablo just throws it like crazy to righties as well. Whiff rate overall up 2%, and probably because he's using his changeup more often than ever. I like the Marlins here on the first five money line. Bet it down to plus 128. I like their full game money line too, down to plus 148, but would definitely prefer that first five number, give the Rays a much better bullpen. So Pablo Lopez, we're going to fade McClanahan with the, one of the best starters in the National League. It is a great pitching matchup. Looking forward to watching this one. So the game uh, money line odds are the same as the first five. So that reflects the starting pitching. And you can get an under three, under three runs, Colin, at plus 105. So plus money on the first, and talking first five here, first five uh, under at plus money. What's your read on this game when you look at the two aces here in Marlins race? Yeah, this is the uh, best pitching matchup. These are probably the two best pitchers in baseball that the the general public doesn't know all that much about. Pablo mm-hmm. Lopez is actually up to third in NL Cy Young odds right now, plus 1,100 behind only Corbin Burns and Carlos Rodon. Shane McClanahan is a little further down the AL Cy Young odds board. Just AL Cy Young race is a little bit more competitive. He's at plus 1,000 behind Verlander, Gaussman, Otani, Cease, and Cole. But I'm with Zerillo here. I'm riding with the Marlins. I'm riding with Pablo Lopez. I think that the betting public hasn't quite caught up to how good this guy is and how good I expect him to continue to be. I would have expected this game to be a little bit more, a little bit closer to a coin flip. So to get Lopez and the Marlins at in the plus 130 range, I think is great value. I'm a huge fan of McClanahan. I think if you look at AL pitchers outside of Verlander, it's you know, Cease and McClanahan. Um, and if you look at rate stats and expected stats, it's, it's Cease, Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan are basically 1A and 1B in the American League this year. Um, but Lopez is just simply undervalued, you know. Um, I think that everything Zerillo says rings true, and I'm going to ride with them. Generally, when I when I see a 6.5, I'm going to probably – I, a lot of times this year I've been blind playing the overs on six and a half, but this pitching matchup is simply too good for me to do that. Staying away from the first five total, staying away from the full game total, but I'm going to have a little bit on the Marlins as well. I should mention if McClanahan were on any team, probably any team except for the Rays, I'd be betting them to win the AL Cy Young right now. They just don't use their starters as aggressively. They get them out of the game a little bit quicker. So he's probably not going to rack up the innings or the wins above replacement or get the total counting stats at the end of the year that you might see with other pitchers. But McClanahan is probably as good as it gets right now. And like Colin said, I don't know if people realize how dominant this guy's been. Speaking of really good pitchers, Dylan Cease is going for the White Sox at home against the Red Sox. These teams met in early May. Cease pitched in that game, pitched in one of the games against Boston at Fenway Park. Five innings, four hits, one run. Walked three, struck out eight uh, through 101 pitches, so they're willing to stretch him out. You don't see that too often, but over five innings, of course. Uh, White Sox are the favorite at home, minus 175. Total set at seven and a half. Nick Pavetta's on the mound for Boston, Zarillo. Do you have a, uh, a a bet here in terms of how you're going to make an angle for or against uh, Dylan Cease? I did bet on Dylan Cease last night. I think the line has come up closer to where it should be. Bet his first five line, like it to minus 170. I talked about McClanahan leading the league in strikeout minus walk and called strike plus whiff rate. Cease ranks second and fourth, respectively, in those categories. All right, he might be seventh, actually, in called strike plus whiff rate, but he's fourth in swinging strike rate. In terms of overall strikeout rate, since the midpoint of last year, Dylan Cease leads the league. He leads all of baseball this year in strikeout rate. 
bet him to win the strikeout title at the beginning of the year, bet him to win AL Cy Young. Even at plus 900 right now at DraftKings to win the AL Cy Young, I would probably invest in Dylan Cease. He was only about 16 to 1, 20 to 1 at the end of the offseason. I think I might have gotten him closer to 40 to 1 even. But you look at the guys ahead of him in the AL War leaderboard. It's Kevin Gaussman, Tarek Skubal, Justin Verlander, and surprisingly, Martin Perez. Perez is just kind of defied all logic this year. I think Verlander is going to fall back to earth eventually. Scooble has been phenomenal. He did get dinged in his last start, got hit with a batted ball, but he, I wrote him up last week. He looks as good as any starter in the American League. I think Gaussman, McClanahan, and ultimately Dylan Cease is going to be your top three AL Cy Young candidates. So I did bet Cease here. I love everything I've seen from him. He looks about as dominant in terms of strikeout stuff as you can find throwing complete wiffle balls out there. Just wouldn't bat the first five line pass minus 170. The market has kind of moved closer to where Dylan Cease should be. But man, it's it's tough for me not to put money on this guy based on what I'm seeing. Yeah, Colin, he's had at least eight strikeouts in seven of his eight starts this year. He had three Ks against the uh, Cleveland Guardians back in mid-April. But other than that, he's been really good. Strikeout prop today at seven and a half. Over has got a, a very juiced line uh, today at minus 155. How do you read Dylan Cease today against Boston? The bats for uh, the bats for Boston are starting to get going too. Yeah, um, our Action Labs pro projections actually uh, see value on the under on Cease's strikeouts today at seven and a half. That's a 10 out of 10 grade, which I found mm-hmm. interesting. Plus 120. I'm personally, I'm personally staying away from that. Yeah. I'm actually targeting the over here. This is another somewhat contrarian over. If we look at the Red Sox and White Sox, these are basically the two most disappointing teams in the American League to this point in the season. But both of their offenses are starting to click a little bit. We saw the Red Sox just basically tear apart the Mariners over the weekend in a four-game sweep. The White Sox bats started to get going a little bit against the Yankees, doubleheader sweep on Sunday. And I think this is a spot where we're going to see these teams' offenses start to play up to their true potential. It's a little bit nervous to do that with the Red Sox against Cease. Cease did face the Red Sox earlier this month. He only allowed one run and struck out eight, but he kind of labored through five innings, you know, 101 pitches in five innings. So they made him work. He walked three. So I think the Red Sox are seeing the ball really well right now, and I don't trust Pavetta to, to make it through a game unscathed at all. So I think definitely at seven and a half, there's value on the over here, especially with the White Sox bullpen and their troubles right now. Joe Kelly has not looked like himself since coming back from the injured list. Kendall Graveman has dealt with his own struggles. So even if we get it late and see shoves, I think that we're going to find an over here eventually. It just might not come until later in the game. Colin brought up Cy Young Award odds. Corbin Burns, he is your favorite to win the NL Cy Young at plus 330. He is on the bump today for the Brewers, taking on the Padres late start. National TV game, TBS. So if you're one of those people that needs to watch the game to uh, get action, you know, come in. We bring up the Apple TV stuff on Friday. I figured a TBS game on a Tuesday. It's come on. That, that, that will intrigue people. Brewers are the favorite on the road. Padres, a home dog. Total at six and a half. Zerillo, what's your uh, angle here? Yeah, it depends what we want to quantify as these national TV games. If we want to dig into the overs and unders and see how they're hitting, because we've got games on Peacock, we've got games on Prime. They're all over the place now. There's no point in even paying for an MLB TV app because you can't watch half the games on there, which is very frustrating. If you look at Blake Snell's metrics from the beginning of last year, there was definitely a performance dip right after he got traded away from Tampa Bay. Not sure if Kevin Cash pulling him the World Series game got into his head, but you look from the midpoint of last year on, he was right back to his old self. Indicators in the mid threes. Velocity came back up. 
And then even in the first start of this year, if you took his velocity from that start, compared it to last year, it would be on the higher end of his 2021 scale. So he looks like he's back to full health. Going to give him a pass for not being fully sharpened up in his first start coming off of the IL. But I have basically put Snell back to where he should be. There's no projected value on me for, for me on this game. But I was betting against Snell a lot last year. I ended up stopping it because he definitely showed signs of improvement. And that's continued into this year. Normally would have looked to take Burns here, but I'm probably going to pass on this game. Oh, what do you think with Burns on the mound today for uh, the Brewers? I don't think we're going to run into a lot of instances this season where we can get Burns at as low as minus 135. So I'm riding with the Brewers here. We haven't seen a lot of Blake Snell this year. Obviously, he came back from the injured list, made one start, didn't look great in that one start. I'm not going to put a lot of stock into that. So I'm just simply playing the percentages here with the best pitcher in baseball at minus 135. And the Brewers offense has been shockingly good all season long. I don't know if there's smoke and mirrors behind it. I don't know if they're going to come back down to earth eventually, but I like what I've seen from them a lot so far this year. And I think that there's, even if Snell is close to what he was in the second half of last season, the Brewers have a significant edge on the mound. So I like Burns here, minus 135. I probably wouldn't bet it past that. And I also might sprinkle the over here. This is another one of those six and a halves. I think, again, with the, with the way the Brewers' offense is performing, the Padres' offense has kind of been underperforming a bit this year, but six and a half still seems a little bit too low. That's not a high recommendation from me, but I might sprinkle a little, but I do like the Brewers here. To comment on the Brewers' offense, they were 18th in expected Woba last year. This year, they're fifth. There's three teams who are in the top five for expected Woba on pitching and the hitting side. It's the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Brewers. So if you don't have a Brewers future yet, definitely consider investing. We've seen Eric Lauer break out as well. He gives them another top-end starting pitcher. I'm buying into all of the Brewers stock right now. I think this team is a legitimate World Series contender. Plus 1,100 right now to win the World Series, the Milwaukee Brewers, and to win the National League at plus 500. Dodgers and Mets are the two teams ahead of them, respectively. Yeah, the, the one thing I would push back on, Colin, is just, aren't you a little concerned? I'm, I'm just looking here. Burns, the, the Brewers' record in Burns starts. They're just 4-4 four and four in his uh, in starts this year. Yeah, I'm not so worried about that just because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of noise in, in win-loss records, obviously. And it's not necessarily, I mean, he's one and two, which is absurd, despite the fact that he's, you know, looking just as dominant as he was last year. Yeah, his strikeouts are a little bit down, but it's, you know, he's been going up against a lot of good starting pitchers as well. Maybe he's going mm -hmm. up against one today as well, but I, I just think that he... I would have to go and look at what the Brewers line has been in all of Burns' starts, but I just don't think we're going to see the value that we see today in most of his starts this season. We're going to see the Brewers favored at minus 180-ish range, and minus 135 is just incredible. Fair enough. Moving on to Mets-Giants. Another late start. Mets are a road dog at plus 105, so it's still close to even. Giants minus 125. Bassett v. Webb. Sean Zarillo, you have a bet for this one? I doubt it's a pass. I want to comment on Logan Webb, though. His strikeout rate has fallen dramatically compared to last year. His chase rate is up, but his whistle are down, which is a bit odd. So batters are swinging outside of the zone more often, but they're actually making contact with those pitches more frequently, too. Uh, not sure what's going on with this stuff. Still buying into the expected stats. He generates a ton of weak contact. 
The Mets at plus money, I'm sure going to continue to interest people. I said yesterday they were only an underdog five times this season. Now it will be seven, including today. And everybody loves to bet these Mets at plus money. I don't know if there's a luckier team on the planet. I watch all of these teams' games. All the infield singles, they had a sequence yesterday against Alex Cobb where they went infield single, infield single, and then Lindor hit a double down the line with a 0.10 expected batting average because Aaron Ruff couldn't get over to it. Just an absolute luck box so far. So definitely love what I'm seeing for my Mets, but this team is going to come back to earth at some point. They're not as good as their record would suggest. I still think they're a very good team, but I don't know if they're quite in that Dodgers tier, that Yankees tier quite yet. And will they come back to earth on the road? They are 16 and seven on the road. Only one win behind the Padres who have 17 wins on the road this season. Colin, are are the Mets going to keep it going here or what? Well, this is actually only the seventh time this season that the Mets are underdogs, assuming they close as underdogs. Last night was the sixth time. They are now four and two this season as underdogs after winning last night. I'm staying away from a side here, though. Bassett and Webb um, is, is close to a wash for me. And, and I'm going to target another total, actually. And I'm going to go with the first five under. I, I like Bassett and Webb enough that you can get under three and a half at plus money. And I do think this is a pitcher's duel early. Zerillo mentioned a lot of the Mets hitting luck this season. I think that the Giants play sound defense behind Webb, even if he's not missing bats, they're going to be able to, to back him up pretty well. And, and neither of these pitchers walk a lot of batters. So we're not going to see a lot of cheap free early runs. I, uh, I don't have a lot of, faith in either bullpen right now so i'm staying away from the full game total at seven and a half but under three and a half if you can find that at plus money for the first five innings i do think there's value there just to contextualize the mets offensively they rank in the top five for actual woba production but they're 14th in expected woba so they have about eight spots to fall relative to their expected stats no Degrom, no scherzer no tyler mcgill this is where you start to get worried as a mets fan once again, you're tuned in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. Brendan Glasheen, Sean Zarillo, Colin Whitchurch. Those are our games, uh, matchups of the day and leading off. Let's move on to On Deck. Other games you want to hit. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. <laughs> we'll go Zarillo first, then Colin. We'll rifle right through some of these other games and the angles you guys have on them. Sean, you've got a quartet of games. Take us right through them for us. Sure, we'll start with the Phillies and the Braves. Another good matchup between Kyle Gibson and Max Fried. Look at the expected ERAs for the, these guys over the last two years. Gibson, 384 last year, 347 this year. Max Fried, 347 last year, 364 this year. They're not as far apart as you might think based upon name value alone. Kyle Gibson has definitely hit a late career resurgence. So I bet the Phillies here like them the plus 141 for the full game, plus 142 for the first five innings. Could flip those around. It's about plus 140 on either number. Orioles and Yankees. Orioles won yesterday. Everybody's going to look to bet the Yankees today. Orioles kind of project better against lefties than they do righties. Now it's hidden in their splits. We've talked about the wall in left field at Camden Yards being pushed back dramatically. So their left-handed splits are absolutely terrible. That said, like the Orioles here down to plus 200, plus 1.5 runs. You could bet to even money. I think those are both very solid plays. Zimmerman on the Orioles, left-handed pitcher, probably aided more by the new left field wall than maybe any other pitcher on that staff. Has some home run problems. That's going to be aided by the left field wall being pushed back. So definitely helps him dramatically. 
Dodgers and Nationals like the Nationals here down to plus 184. Also like their plus 15 runs up to minus 105. Walker Bueller's strikeout rate has plummeted this year. Now it might be with some intentionality. He's throwing more cutters, fewer four-seam fastballs. He's actually generating whiffs at the same rate and generating more chases outside of the zone too. So I do think that strikeout rate is going to come back up eventually. Josiah Gray, another guy who has a home run problem, might be aided by the new baseballs, by the new humidors. So I do make this line a little bit closer than the market would suggest, especially coming off of a blowout win for the Dodgers. Again, everybody's going to look to bet the Dodgers against one of the worst teams. And then the final game, the Rangers and the Angels. I bet Texas here down to plus 146. I think that number has come closer to where it should be, but I still like the over eight quite a bit. I'd actually bet it up to 8.5 at plus money. Projected it closer to 8.75. Noah Syndergaard is not the name value that he represents anymore. This guy used to be an ace pitcher. He's not that. Fastball velocity down three ticks from two years ago, down three and a half miles from his career average. Zone contact is down four and a half percent. Chase rate is down 5%. His ERA indicators used to be in the high twos, low threes. Now he's in the low fours. This guy is closer to an average pitcher. He is no longer an ace. It's backed up by the velocity. It's backed up by the chase rate, the swinging strike rate. I'm fully betting against Noah Syndergaard right now. And I think the over is probably the best way to do it. Before we move on to Colin Whitchurch, I really, at some point this baseball season, I want Sean Zarolo to go to Camden Yards and sit in left field and just pour a natty bow on that left field wall. <laughs> I just think he, you, I think you feel like you hate it. I mean, you just hate this wall. You resent it. Uh, it, it changes everything. You, you, your angles to every bet you want to make when the Orioles play at home. Um, I, I need that in my life. Just you. I'll, just- I'll sit out there with a sign demanding that they move the wall back in for the people. Because we love run scoring. How are you going to get rid of run scoring and make this game more popular? We just have outfielders making absolute clowns out of themselves in left field trying to field these balls. So absolute bet. I will take that. And uh, if the company wants to send me on an all expenses paid trip to Baltimore, I would appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's mentioned now every every episode. Uh, Colin Woodchurch, you've got two games for us you want to hit before we go to best bets. Yeah, I, th- I think the only... The only people who hate that wall more than Zerillo are Orioles right-handed hitters. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go to a couple of games here real quick. Reds, Cubs. Tyler Molly is a big-time positive regression candidate. He's pitched to a 5.23 ERA so far this year. XERA is all the way down to 3.64. The FIP is 3.36. Really like him against Marcus Stroman, who I haven't seen a lot of positive signs from so far this year. And this game's basically a coin flip in the market. I like the Reds at minus 110. Probably bet them down to minus 120. First five to avoid that bullpen. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Guardians Astros. I love taking the opportunity to fa- to fade Zach Plesac, and it's a great opportunity against the Astros today. Plesac simply does not miss bats. Astros, one of the best, most contact-oriented teams in the majors. Plesac has a 4.42 ERA, but a 5.69 X ERA. With Framber Valdez, it's all about avoiding the walks. He has two starts this year where he walked more than two batters and he allowed seven earned runs combined in seven and a third innings. He has six starts this year where he walked two or fewer batters and he's allowed seven earned runs in 39 and two thirds innings pitch. The guardians are 15th in walk percentage this year. So they're about league average. I think if Valdez avoids the walks, the Astros are going to beat up Plesac all day. So this line is obviously juiced. So I'm going with another run line here. 
Astros minus one and a half. If you can find it at plus money, I think, I think it's about down to minus one Oh five at most shops. I would probably take it to minus one Oh five, but no further than that. Okay. Very good. Cleaning up time. Let's go to best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Last Friday, the podcast went 2-1-1, one, and one, so we're still hovering around 500. Overall, 16-20-4. Colin Whitchurch, you can go first. I think each of the guys here, they've got one today because they want to ensure a perfect 2-0 and o on this Tuesday episode. Colin, uh, please elaborate. You, you kind of just hit on this, but uh, you're going to the Strohs. Yeah, Strohs minus one and a half. I, I kind of uh, buried the lead there or, or spoiled it early. But for all the reasons I just mentioned, um, fading Zach Plesak, buying on Framber Valdez and his ability to avoid walks against a pretty pedestrian Guardians lineup. To minus 105, maybe if, if, it, if it jumps to minus 110, I might consider it. But you can find some plus monies out there on the minus one and a half. Sean Zarillo, take us home. What do you got for a best bet today? Yeah, I also, just to piggyback off of Colin, I like the Astros' first five lineup to minus 222. I bet it under minus 200. I think minus 188 Fandle this morning. So I would definitely shop for some Astros' first five love as well. But IRDT is my, for, my best bet for... Tuesday also, and that is any way you can fade Noah Syndergaard, whether you want to take the Rangers' first five team total over the money line, if you can get plus 145 or better, or as I said, I prefer probably the over eight. You could bet it up to eight and a half of plus money. Projected this total closer to nine. Syndergaard has just fallen off of a cliff dramatically. I would make Dane Dunning a better pitcher than Syndergaard right now. That's how far I'm willing to go with my Syndergaard hatred. Dane Dunning may be breaking out a little bit too, but... Definitely an Angels fade, a Syndergaard fade. The Rangers will probably start playing better the rest of the way. They have way too much talent on their roster to be this bad forever. Okay, very good. Great stuff, gents. Sean Zarella, one of our very best writers and uh, people that cover Major League Baseball for the Action Network. Colin Whitchurch, Action Network, senior editor. Be sure to follow those guys on the Action app. They log everything, uh, all of their bets, their data, and their angles and how they approach these games. Uh, great stuff as always on Payoff Pitch. We are back on Friday to get you set for another slate of games. For both of those guys, Brendan Glasheen, so long. Best of luck, everybody. We'll catch you Friday here on Payoff Pitch. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.